and he's scaling. He scaled freaking Mount Kilimanjaro with no legs, like half an arm and shit. Yeah. And I, I'm over here. Oh, I got you know, I got these rental houses. I started, you know, I start. I always put yeah. things in perspective. Mm-hmm. I got this rental houses, and I don't know, is this too much work for me? And I got this job, and I'm like, this freaking dude scaled Mount Kilimanjaro with no legs, wow. and I'm worried about am I putting too much on my plate? And I'm like, it, it kind of inspired me. Yeah, it kind of like, man, I could take on another house. Yeah, it'll be more work. Yeah. I got my wife to help me. I got my buddy Micah to help. I got I got the whole network of this Airbnb, you know, community and VR, you know, whatever short term, long term community. And um and and um, I just like, what's wrong? You know, why am I complaining? I mean, I have nothing to complain about. I don't have nubs. I got legs. See, Micah's laugh. I like to make Micah laugh. <laughs> Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. <laughs> welcome back. I like that you had some, some punch to it. Yeah, I yeah, saw, it's because I got some punch. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the needle on the on the Pro Tools just hop up above the line, you know. So, <laughs> y'all Pro Tools uh, aficionados out there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, this is episode 68 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, uh, Turo. Uh, fuck Turo. Uh, screw Turo. <laughs> um, never mind. I'm sure we'll have a Turo guy come on pretty soon. Got one but uh, I've had one experience with Turo. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world and, I, and i've and i've discussed it earlier 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 on in our catalog of episodes and um yeah so <laughs> i'm off track already it must be the rum it's <laughs> it's gonna be one of those episodes now um yeah we we talk everything airbnb share bnb steve bnb <laughs> we talk um <laughs> arbitrages long-term rentals short-term rentals you know you know how we do you know how we roll so if this is your first time listening to the, to the live let thrive um well you know, this is what we do. So, yes, sir. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoy it, and y'all long, long time, long time listeners. Thank y'all so much for sticking in there, and hardcore fans, y'all are y'all are the best. Definitely. Yeah. And man, so last episode was a really good episode with our boy Sayed Latif. Sayed. Sayed Latif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed it. Um, now it's back to me and Steve. So, how has your Airbnb world been going, Stevie Stacks? Airbnb world is doing okay. Um, my little doggy and my little daughter decided to chime in real quick. And <laughs> what's up? And she, see, my daughter, she's now like a superstar, right? She's always oh, been yeah. since she's born. But but we we um, our HGTV show. Oh yeah, dropped. You know, Island Life HGTV episode third. I mean, uh, season thirteen, episode one. We um, I've talked about it before. They I'm, have thirteen seasons. They have like fourteen seasons now. I don't know how wow. they place these things, okay. but they got like fourteen seasons. They got a whole bunch of different episodes. And um, so, anyways, <laughs> we got some background stuff going on here. And um, so we we our our TV show finally dropped and it was really cool it was cool seeing us on tv on on the big screen on the on the tcl tv and we actually my wife um facebook lived it yeah. while it was going on so like people that didn't have hgtv could watch it and so um everybody was chipping you're on tv you're gonna move to south padre island and all this stuff you know because anybody that's ever done reality tv it's it's all scripted and yes, so it is. <laughs> 
we love at SPI, we love the South Padre, but you know, we, we might live there part of the year one day eventually, but you know, I'm about making money, you know? <laughs> and what was my famous quote from the last episode? You know, don't worry about stars, worry about dollars. Or worry about dollars, don't worry about stars, you know? Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. And that yeah, was like yeah. the coolest thing I've ever said in my Put life. In the host group. They're going to be pissed <laughs> off at us, but we're putting it in there. So yeah, long intro to the show. We're back. We're um, live, let thrive, and we're ready to to talk some shop here. What's how you yeah, been, Micah? Man, I've been good, man. Um, been getting a lot of strange type guests coming in. Had a scare at one of my Airbnbs. I had a almost booking dot com nightmare uh, again. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I thought you were off of them. I am, but I didn't know I was still on. So I got to oh. but but after the last episode talking to Syed, I kind of want to get back on. So, you know, so um the last ep- yeah, so so do you do you you just said you don't overcharge for extra guests, right? You don't charge them extra? I haven't yet. I yeah, haven't I, yet. I, I'm thinking about doing it because I had a guest today. He was I think she's coming tomorrow for the weekend. She she sends me this last minute message saying, "Hey, uh by the way, it's going to be me, my two daughters, and then my husband and his two friends that are in running a marathon together. I'm like, this place is technically for two, and I say on the listing, you it can sleep four, but it's going to be tight. She's bringing like six people, so I'm like, man, I might have to start charging extra. But she was nice enough to say, hey, if you charge extra, we'll, we're willing to pay it. And I'm like, oh, I should have made something up. Like, yeah, I charge 40 extra a person, but I didn't do it. But And where is this listing at? This is downtown Dallas. Oh, oh, okay. I yeah, get it. downtown Dallas. Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking about that. I've heard a lot of people in the professional host group they do charge extra for extra people. So I'm thinking about stretch. it too. And and like I said a long time ago, I said I heard um, I was listening to a podcast and there's a person that was talking about how he they don't do it and they had a good reason. It's like. Um, it puts, I think it was Shampoo and Booze mm-hmm. that I heard that one on. Okay. And um, I, I missed that podcast. That was a good podcast. That's how, that's how we learned how to do our thing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's you know? true. And so um, so they said something about they didn't like doing that because there's always people trying to, to skirt the rules to try to save a buck, you know. Uh-huh. And so, uh, <laughs> baby girl. And so um, she, there's always people trying to skirt the rules to try to save a buck. And then if you catch them on it, you know, you got your camera set up and you catch them, then you like, hey, you can you know, pay for these people. And, ah, but they weren't blah, blah, blah. And it and it just makes this animosity. And uh-huh. it kind of like, um, yeah, it just they just didn't like that animosity. So they just charged a little bit more and they just mm-hmm. let people bring as many as they want. But so... Yeah, but I mean, sometimes yeah, when they tell me they're going to bring eight people, I'm like, uh, yeah. I, now, I have a question: Have you noticed anything like with the differences of how your place is kept for if it was just the six or compared to the eight or no? You know, you know, um, they except except for the the time, a couple times yeah. that there's been a party, it's not been a big difference, and and they, I've told them beforehand, hey. Um, and y'all got a lot of people coming, and y'all please be sure to take care of the place and clean it up good at before y'all leave, because that's a lot of work on the on the cleaners, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh no, no, we're don't worry," you know. They're just so happy that I'm allowing like eight yeah. people to stay under one roof that they've been really good about cleaning, you yeah. know. I mean, they've been really good about it. So it's um, yeah, it's a double edged sword. Of course, you can yeah. you got the party. You know, I've got twice that I've had like a, a you know turn it in. They they've partied there pretty good, yeah. and um, out of like. 60 70 bookings so that's that's not bad not bad at that's all. not bad 
So, you know, and I, and I was wondering that. And I was like, and also I noticed, like, with my units downtown, I haven't really had much wear and tear parties. Of course, it's for small, it's a smaller unit, but, like, I think that if you keep your place simple and just made for the guests, you have a less wear and tear on your stuff. You know what I mean? I think the people that go above and beyond, which I'm not saying always, but I think sometimes they may complain about people messing up their stuff. Do they they have extra decor around, which sometimes is needed. Of course, decorated nice, but you know. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Hopefully, these people don't mess up my place. I actually accepted a lady with a service dog. Supposedly, she said she had papers for it, um, and I was like, "Oh man, I hope this lady doesn't mess up my leather couches up in there." Ooh. But guess what? Everything was fine. You know, cool, cool. Yeah, maybe you can like get some some like um, sturdy covers for when people come through yeah. like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and tell her, listen, man. I'll let you with your dog, a service dog. I understand that, but yeah. in the closet, there's some sofa covers. Could you please <laughs> just throw them on there, you know, for me? And I'd be so happy, and then blah blah blah, and um, but yeah, man, it's um, it's it's like the, um, it's it's, you know, I mean, you could take taking on more guests is it's always scary, and but I mean, I, like I said, the the other the opposite end of that would be um having that that, that animosity there if you do catch them with more than you know yeah six guests instead of five and then you you can you bust you have them to and create just, some sort of animosity and then they leave you a bad review or yep. some crap like that straight up but um yeah dude so so that was that was that was the cool thing that's happened to us lately is the hgtv thing mm-hmm. and um oh i'm sore as hell my <laughs> Part of the reason I, I, I uh, I'm sore, well, the the main reason I'm sore is because of um, my 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 cousin at work. You know, we, we go to lunch together now, and um, there's a little gym there at work, and we're he's he's putting me through some CrossFit exercises, man. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I wanted to start him, you know, he's in good shape, and I'm like, man, I saw myself on the HGTV show. I'm a little chunky. <laughs> this 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 married life's been treating me good. <laughs> So I've been getting a little chunky, and um, and then you mahogany. I, I watch y'all too. Y'all I mean y'all are y'all are hitting the gym every day oh, and, yeah. and you're kicking butt. And even hey, shout out to mahogany and her and her thing. She go mahogany fit yep. is what's called. She's uh, going for her what is it? Her personal training license. She's on it. Man, She's really awesome. inspired me too because I've been hitting the gym five o'clock in the morning. I'm up at it. You know. That's so, that's dedication right and there. I, and the thing I love about it, it gives me so much energy for the rest of the day. My brain just like clicks after I leave the gym, man. I love it. Sweet. And, and, and you know, in reality, and health is the most important thing we got. You know, it's a cliche. Health is it's wealth. It's the only thing we got. Health and health and wealth. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you, you can't be wealthy without being healthy. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's like Donald Trump and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... I, you know, and I, yeah, health is the most important thing. I mean, we only get a certain amount of years, you know, and you know, you with all these drugs and medicines, they might be able to extend your life, you know, longer, even if you ain't healthy. But but it's about quality of life, right, mm-hmm. instead of quantity. And I say that while I'm drinking this this yummy rum. So there you go, dude. Yeah, salute to health. Salute to, to health. Some, with some glasses here. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a so, Steve and Micah ep, and you wanted to get into some craziness. You said you wanted to get man, down. I had all types of stuff yeah, happen these last two weeks, dude. So I was thinking to myself, let's say a wild animal attacked one of your people 
at your Airbnb. And let me tell you why this came across it. And I, I was wondering, could I be held liable? No, my, my dad had to kill a copperhead snake, like a pretty big-sized copperhead snake. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah, one of my places. And I was like, oh, dang. And I'm like, I wonder if that would have rolled up on a guest. What would have happened? You know, because, you know, copperheads, are, they're poisonous. They can kill you. Yeah. Especially the baby ones. But this wasn't no baby. This was a full-blown adult. This is a pretty long copperhead. You can go to my our pages on Facebook to check it out. I posted it. And I was like, man, I wonder if you could help be held liable for that, which I don't think you can. But it would be a good question to ask a lawyer. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I was like, man, could you get some insurance for, like, pest control or I don't know. Get a mongoose maybe? Possibly. <laughs> whatever you need to do, man. But, yeah, I was like, thanks. Because my dad t- and my mom texted me. He's like, yeah, yeah, we had to kill a snake at one of your Airbnbs out here. I'm like, what? She sent me a picture. It was like a big copperhead sitting out. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, you said uh, you, were, you were lucky that someone was there to kill it because you would have just ran. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have been gone, man. I don't do snakes, man. I don't do snakes. Forget that. Like, a snake, unless you have a shotgun on you, you can shoot it. Like, But, now nah, my dad and my grandma, they're off in the country. They'll straight cut a snake's head off right there. Like, they'll they'll go at a snake. They don't care. <laughs> Like, I've seen, I've seen, like, one time we were walking to my aunt's house, a snake just landed on my daddy, threw it on the ground, took it out. Man. I was like, dang, man, you got a pair on you, man. I can't do it. I can't do no snakes. Scream it. <laughs> yeah, I would have been out, man. <laughs> like, it ain't too much I'm afraid of, but a snake, I'm, I'm out, man. I don't do snakes, dude. I don't do snakes, so. So that's a good question, though. Like, um, what yeah. happens if if someone dies at your <laughs> You know, that was, I was thinking, like, because where it was, it was it was under the trash can. But, like, the guests aren't over there too much, but still it could slither to the back of my backyard where the guests are because I do have, like, a... But they would easily see it because it's all paved back there. But, man, it was just something to think about. I'm like, man, that was a poisonous snake sitting out here. But, hey, I guess it's the price of doing business out in the country. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, man that and then uh my new goal i want to make 100k a month on airbnb that's a new goal of mine on airbnb the company you have a love-hate relationship yeah with. i want to gross 100k <laughs> well no no no. i want to gross 100k from airbnb vrbo and booking.com all inclusive it doesn't have to be on airbnb yeah i don't really hate them well yeah i do hate them right? yeah. <laughs> But they're putting money into your pocket. They man. are. They are. They are. I love them for that. But yeah, we do have a love-hate relationship with Airbnb. It's kind of like, did you watch The Sopranos back in the day? Did you watch any Not of that? Not really, okay. but I, I, don't, I know what The Sopranos are. Well, long story short, um, uh, Tony Soprano, the main guy, that the boss, yeah. he had this guy that worked for him. He was the freaking prick, right? I mean, yeah. he was just an a-hole to everybody, this and that. But he was one of the top earners, man. He'd go to these places and get the money and come back with stacks. He just had a gift for it. I guess uh-huh. he knew how to <laughs> how to convince them to pay. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So he couldn't for the longest time. He didn't. He didn't. Um, he didn't fire him or he didn't whack him. He didn't get rid of him. Yeah. You know. And um, until he did some heinous thing, like um, he burned down this uh, horse barn where they had this horse that he wanted to get the insurance money. And that was Tony's favorite horse. But he just saw, we'll get insurance money this way. And he said, yeah, I did it, whatever. And and, and Tony ended up killing him, you know, with his bare hands. It was pretty sweet. But anyways, (laughs) I just veered off way far. But, yeah, I see what you're saying, that Airbnb, you know, is like that guy. He's, you know, he's love-hate relationship. You know, he's an a-hole sometimes. But he's... He's your number one money maker. That's true. That is true. I mean, that, that's how Airbnb gets you hooked too. They know they're going to be your number one money maker, man. 
They know it. Um, but two things uh, more real estate related. I am. I have been on Zillow lately. Uh-oh. I've been looking to possibly buy in L.A. or Plano. You mean L.A. as in Los Angeles? Yeah, Los Angeles, California, man. I've been looking at the what? L.A. Yeah. L.A. is expensive. What are you talking about? I know, but I was thinking, man, if I can get, it's, there's condos out here there for 200K. Now, they might be in the hood, but hopefully they're up and coming. But I've seen some condos for 200K. You might have to walk over a few uh, homeless people to get into your <laughs> to your front yeah, door. Yeah, we might have to walk over a few homeless people, uh, <laughs> make sure we're wearing the right colors, Crips and Bloods out there, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know the neighborhood, but I, I, I want to check it out. Um, and I was also looking at Plano because, like, all my IT jobs is hopefully I keep I stay at this one because I like it. It's People are cool. Uh, it's right here in Arlington. But you never know what happens. I protect myself. If I ever have to go back up there, I want a place up there, just a place in Plano. Um, and yeah, man, I'm. I'm and I had a question. Do you think the DFW real estate market is starting to slow down? I I think a little bit. I think a little bit because I'm on Zillow and all those every single day. Yeah, and that's like all I want to ask. You. And I, I'll say it like this: it's still, it's still, it's still roaring pretty good. But like the the people that back in the you know a few months back or last year. That throw like a like a hunk of junk piece of crap house and got 154 at easy or or 184 at easy, that ain't happening no more. Okay, and not as I mean, but there's still like if it's a decent house, decent to good, like from 150 to 200, those those are pretty much still flying off the shelves. I think. Okay. You go a little higher end. I've seen that if you go over the the these houses, they're putting them like two thirty, two forty, two fifty, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my payday. Yeah. I've seen those prices start dropping. If you get over that two hundred mark, those houses they're starting to mark down because they're not flying off the shelves. But if you stay mm-hmm. under that two hundred, one fifty to two hundred, those are still pretty strong if they're a decent house. Okay. You know, that's what I've noticed from what I'm uh, what I've been looking at. Okay. I've got a proposition for you too. Okay. And since you're saying you're back on the Zillows, I found one. I, you know, I found one. I don't want to say it on here. People are gonna steal the idea. <laughs> you don't have to tell what it is, but what does it look? What okay, it? check it out. Check it out. It's a. It's um. It, it sounds funny. They they want one fifteen for it. I think I think they'll go down a little bit because you know where. Um, okay, whatever. I just you want to put it. I won't say where it is, yeah. but it, it's set up like this. It's on this piece of land, and it's a two bedroom, one bath house. And it's close to a certain hospital district. I, you know, I won't say which one. Okay. And um, and it's, they whoever did it did a real good job of redoing it. It's a nice little boutique house, real, real cute, okay. two bedroom, one bath. And in the back, there's another building that's set up. It could be another house. Ooh. So you can get like two for one for 115 grand. Of course, I think we could talk them down a little bit, whatever. But I think that'd be perfect for the traveling nurses coming through. It's a really cute little property. What city is it? I want to say. Well. I mean, give it away. It's Fort Worth, and I know you said it's against. Well, what does it know? Long that would be long term. Traveling nurses is long term. Fort Worth, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's banned, but they ain't enforcing nothing. <laughs> I mean, you look at Fort Worth. There's a thousand Airbnbs over there. So, <laughs> I mean, since Fort Worth, I get a bunch of hits for JPS Hospital. Yeah, I me mean, too. JPS. Ah, I see what you're getting at here. So How big is the I'll place in the, the back? I'll show you the thing. Um, it's, uh, what is it about? I don't know. 600 square foot, you know, 600 square feet. Yeah. Some like, it looks like a mother-in-law, mother-in-law house kind of thing. If you put two tenants in there, you might be good to go. 
Yeah, let me know. Let me see. Send it to me in the morning. Send it to me. We'll, we'll, we'll and take what I've noticed with the, with the Furnished Finder, you know, for y'all out there don't know what Furnished Finder is, it's a place where, you know, traveling nurses, a website they go to look at to find spots around the around the country when they're, you know, traveling, they can rent a place. And so uh, what I've what I've noticed about Furnished Finder is is I get these alerts, too, and mostly it's one person or two per- two people that come through. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I have that big three-bedroom house, and I'm like, but... And I've and I and I've you know sent when I first got on there I'd sent it to these people and say yeah this is my house ah it's a little too big for us we don't need that much we know just need maybe one bedroom two bedroom mm-hmm. and so but but so if we if we go into the and you know and once you once we go down that's what I've noticed to the to the two bedroom one bath range of mm-hmm. of houses those don't move as fast because people want at least three bedroom. Uh, two bath right three two is the three is two the, two yeah three two or three one and a half or three even three one but but two bedroom one bath those aren't flying off the shelves and you get them for a big discount so it might even be worth it might be perfect for traveling nurses you know what i'm saying or airbnb is rolling through it might be perfect um i think it would be too i, I think it'd be cash flow perfect mm-hmm. but what about on the other end like you think the market's still going to be growing where you could get off of it if you don't need it anymore? If we get it at a low enough price point, I was thinking um, renting like renting a long term. I think I can probably get a thousand or you know eleven hundred a month for it if we just rented it as a long term, which that would hit the one percent rule, and that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. bad. As long as it's the one percent. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just a you know, food for thought. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. Definitely eating the food right now. Okay, I'm definitely. It looks like you put some hard-earned work into the, thinking of that. Okay, I was thinking about it, and I thought about yeah, travel nurses. So you're, you're looking at gra- getting some equity going on, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I look, I look at long-term and equity. You know, because I eventually want my money back. Uh, but yeah, man, that definitely sounds like something to look into. Um, but yeah, I'm back on the corporate world and. One thing I noticed, I was telling you earlier, I'm like, man, being in the corporate world, it, it's easier now. Because I think it's because Airbnb is now passive for me. And I was thinking the day, I'm like, because I'm, I'm in those Dave Ramsey groups. But I like some of the ideas they pitch, like especially about side hustles. But I noticed most of them want to work for their side hustle. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I've noticed, I think being back in the corporate world is easier for me is because my side hustle is now passive income. And I think that's what real estate's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a passive income side hustle, you know. Right, right. And I feel like that's why I'm more comfortable in the corporate world. Because I'm like, like Syed last last uh, episode. He's like, man, I'm working till three o'clock in the morning. I got to get my cleaning crew. I'm like, man, I know what you mean. Because I, I was like, man, I, I went through those headaches too, you know. So I think all side hustles that you do should all be passive. If you can make it passive, like if you're doing Turo or Uber, find a way to Uber and make it make it passive. See if you can hire people out. See what you can do. You know, put 15 tour Uber cars and Turo cars out there. You know, so that's what I'm starting to feel like. I think you need to focus on making passive income. You right, know? right. Still work for something, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one huge thing I've been noticing. I'm like, man, that really helps you if you have passive income. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you made it passive. I remember when we first started this podcast, man. You I mean you would be talking with you? Know, we'd be talking about whatever, and you'd be on that phone constantly, constantly <laughs> ding ding, just laughing away. You know, getting yeah. all that money, and I'm like, man, you know, it's, I, 
but it, it, I think it made me into a better podcaster because I had like, all right, he's in he's in the phone mode sometimes. I can, yeah. I gotta I gotta carry this show. Man. You know, my back's hurting <laughs> a little bit from carrying Mike. <laughs> Yeah, but now man. you don't even look at that thing, and that's like, yeah. ah, it's cool, man. Yeah. And we're back at it. Um, something I saw this morning, okay. and um, I went to like, um, you know, I, I, I work whatever. I work at you know whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> I went to deliver this part at this other spot at the at this work at, at my job, and they had the they had the TV going, and they had like the Today Show or some shit, and so um, they had this dude on there mm-hmm. who's like. Who who lost his legs and like half his arm and like an IED in uh, in Iraq, you know, years uh. back, and um, but you know he went through all. They showed him going through all this therapy, all this you know, everything that he did, and um, and he's and he's now he does like Olympic, you know, Paralymp Panalymp Paralympic sports and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the when the sit down, the lay down yeah. bicycles and and does these marathons and and so he always wanted to scale Mount Kilimanjaro in mm-hmm. Africa. And wow. that was like his dream of his, and so and they showed him. They put these like stilts on his on his legs, right, and on his on his nubs. No offense. And so, <laughs> and and he has guys, you know, he's he guys has guys, you know, guides walking with him up this mountain. <laughs> so I'm sorry, man. I, we keep it real on this show. He knows what he what he has, and um, and he's scaling. He scaled freaking Mount Kilimanjaro with no legs, like half an arm and shit. Yeah. And I, I'm over here. Oh, I got you know. I got these rental houses. I started, you know, I start. I always put yeah. things in perspective. Mm-hmm. I got this rental houses, and I don't know. Is this too much work for me? And I got this job, and I'm like, this freaking dude scaled Mount Kilimanjaro with no legs, wow. and I'm worried about am I putting too much on my plate? And I'm like, it, it kind of inspired me. Yeah, it kind of like, man, I could take on another house. Yeah, it'll be more work. Yeah. I got my wife to help me. I got my buddy Micah to help. I got I got the whole network of this Airbnb, you know, community and VR, you know, whatever short term, long term community. And um and and um, I just like, what's wrong? You know, why am I complaining? I mean, I have nothing to complain about. I don't have nubs. I got legs. See, Micah's laughing. I like to make Micah laugh. <laughs> I don't got nubs, but, but it, I don't mean that in a bad I know way. What you just, mean, I'm, though, yeah. I'm just saying I got I got the full use, and and I every time I see someone something like that, you know, someone that's like yeah, doing these amazing things, and climbing Everest, and just blind yeah. like seventy year old lady climbed Everest, you know, wow. and like and and I'm like, what, what do they say? Endless, we have endless power in us. Yep. Endless, like, what's that, that, that guy, that, that motivational dude, uh, the, um, the, Tony Robbins, Pro- oh, Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins yeah. yeah, endless power on uh, whatever, and we do, we can do anything, I mean, there's people that are so, like, you know, like I said, are missing limbs, or missing this, yeah. or can't see, or, or deaf, or doing these, like, amazing things, because they're like, I ain't gonna let that shit stop me. Yeah, and then I, and I just, and that motivates me big time, man, yeah. I mean, I can do so much more. Yeah. And, and and inspire me. I'm I'm gonna do so much more this year. I'm not just gonna just you know oh you know I just could do enough and just chill yeah. out. No 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 no. I'm go a flex, harder, I'm a home, flex that hustle muscle. Why not? Straight up. Still, I'm still relatively young. You I can the, still do it now. You hit and, the why and, not the <laughs> Russell Westbrook movement. Why not? There you go, man. And just and then every ounce of sweat you know you put into it right now. Every every um. Every rep you do, all that stuff right now is going to pay off when you're older. And then you can be like smooth sailing big time. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, man. Definitely. Man, I mean, 
stuff like that that truly is what makes you go like this is what i love about this podcast this episode last episode we talk to people that truly can inspire you sharing ideas and i hope some of the listeners are grabbing some ideas and running with them um grab you and go grab an arbitrage you know just see how it is don't be afraid to do it you might fail but hey it ain't really it's not even failing it's learning you know you learn more from failures straight up that's really what it is man so I mean, I remember when Michael Jordan gave his, he was giving a speech about, they were talking about all his accomplishments, and this dude literally brought up every single shot he missed. He goes, all those shots I missed made me better. I was like, dang, man, he's not talking about the six rings. He's talking about the thousands of shots he missed, you know, but that's really what you focus on because those are your learning experiences, man. And Yeah, you know, you look at someone, hey, he has no legs, but he's still giving it all he's got. Sometimes... We take the smallest things for granted, you know. If you have your health, if you have, if you're making a business, because that's one thing that's helped me back. Sometimes you lose confidence on making it grow. You can't lose that confidence. Keep it, keep going, man. Straight up, it's what Tony Robbins is sometimes good for. He'll he'll build you up some confidence, you know. You just gotta act on it. <laughs> that's the main thing. You Straight know? up, you see these thousands of people dancing in the crowd yeah. and stuff like that, and they go home. They don't do nothing. You know what? <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> I listen to this podcast. Uh, you know, I listen to Colin Cowherd every day. Uh-huh. And he was talking about Tony Robbins. He goes, yeah, man, Tony Robbins is great. But there's one key factor Tony Robbins where most of his people mess up at. He goes, they're so dependent upon Tony Robbins. Yeah, he'll come in a room. You'll do jumping jacks, do some push-ups. He'll have you all hyped up. But when you go home, you get on that couch, you start eating pizza, you realize... Tony Robbins ain't here no more. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you're sitting there. It ain't no Tony Robbins. He goes, that's where he makes his money, man. I was like, wow, I never thought about it like that. He goes, man, you got to be self-motivated. He goes, some people who need that motivation, Tony Robbins ain't there. Hey, you're going to sit on that couch and eat that pizza. So, you know, yeah, you got to have that self-motivation too. That's why I say when you listen to a podcast, use it. And let it motivate you and do act upon motivation. Because I know as soon as I go, go home, after listening to that last episode, uh, I'm changing my minimum night stays on 20 days out listening to Syed. So <laughs> act upon it, man. Act upon it. That's straight. That's real, man. And, and, and the cool thing I read the other day, uh, you, you probably you, you get bigger pockets emails, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and this this lady put on there. And, of course, it, it, was, it was really quick. It's... <laughs> Really clicky. Clickbait, right? Clickbait, I mean, yeah. it seemed like clickbait. I was like, he goes, how I made, how I accumulated 70 units without a job and being a mom with two kids. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me read this. <laughs> and so um, so I read it. And, 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 and it was, you know, of course, there's always, there's always a catch kind of thing. You know, she did work in a corporate world. Her husband's still in a corporate world. So I'm sure that helped out. She, I'm sure yeah. they... In Silicon Valley, so I'm sure she piled up some cash first before she did this, you know. And the husband's still working. I'm sure he he had some cash to help out. But um, but but she made some really good points. And she said, and and it's not easy, especially if you have kids. You're you're, you're a mom. It's 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 mm-hmm. hard. You got. I mean, you got to put so much attention and focus to these kids. And she noticed the thing that she wanted to she wanted to learn real estate, and mm-hmm. she wanted to read these books and stuff like that. But she noticed. I mean, she has these little toddlers running around. When she sits down and reads a book, they want to grab the book from and stuff like that it made it hard but she found a way to accumulate the knowledge anyway she she got she found she signed up for some audio book thing where she could read all the books she could put the headphones in go for a walk on the stroller and yeah. get her knowledge that way 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like a simple thing, but it's like, oh, people, oh, I can't do it. I'm, I can't do it with these kids. I can't do it, you know. But she figured out a way to do it. I'm going to go on my walks. She'd get an exercise. She'd learn it with the audio books. And she um, started doing it. And started, mm-hmm. like, started with a unit, did a couple units, you know, just accumulated, just kept going. And it's just like, there's, it's like, like, you, like they say, you know, well, don't ask, why can't you? And ask, well, how can I, right? There you go. And she figured it out. And that's just that little nugget right there helped me. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's cool, you know. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, man, I'm beat down from work every day. I'm this and this and this. this." When can I do whatever? Oh, I can take a lunch break every other day, you know, and and do it on my lunch break. Or before work. And what I've I've discovered, what's really cool, is... um, well, I do my I would do my workouts on my lunch break. So I I was like, well, I don't want to miss my workouts now. And so I... um, I'll wake up at 4 a.m. We usually woke up around 4.30, right? Because okay. I have to be at work at 6. But I wake up at 4 a.m. Because I, I, no one's awake at that hour. Uh-huh. And it's, it's quiet in the house. Baby's asleep. Mama's asleep. Dog's asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> I go to my little office area I got here. And then I'll, like, I, I knocked out that podcast the other day. I finally, you know, finally sat down and knocked it out and put it, uploaded it. And then um, I just um, I just come in here, reflect, do some notes, you know, start planning my day. And that helps mm-hmm. out tremendously, just having that one quiet time. Because yeah. if I try to do it, well, I'll stay up late and do it. Or the, my daughter's, you know, wants jumping on, jumping on me, wants to play. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just hard to do. But that 4 a.m., I mean, it's, it's, it's I found like, like a little bit of a, a window there. Yeah. And that one hour, that four to five, that really helps out a lot, man. Mm-hmm. One hour a day getting doing all the stuff and planning out the business yeah there's always a way so find your find your one hour or find your half hour a day that you can do this that you have you know all to yourself because we need that alone time we need that self time you know it's really important straight up that's true man like because i know me i when i get up early in the morning and i hit the gym man that's like it's therapeutic for me man like my brain's working it gives me then I can start creating ideas. Like hey, I can do this, I can do that. Like this, these last two podcasts have really been really hit home for me to you know focus on growing my business, things like that. You know, but yeah, if you can find that time to do it, which you have time, it's just are you willing to sacrifice whatever it is that you're doing to make that time? You know. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. So that's so. You said you are accepting guests from BDC Booking dot com, right? Well, I turned. I, I'm. I had my last one, uh-huh. which was like a few days ago, uh-huh. and um, and it worked out smoothly, and everything went well, and they left the house spotless, and so I was like, man, I turned it back on, okay. and now now I'm back to accepting. The thing is, what what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm especially vigilant about, because they don't. Um, remember, I got the double bookings twice, twice mm. I got the double bookings. Okay. Cheekies, come here. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know what it was. I was like, what's this? And so, um, so anyways, soon is, is advice for all you, all you people out there, all you people, all you fans out there. <laughs> you people. LLTers. What do you mean by you people? Um, back to Ross Perot back in the day. You were probably too, you little to remember Ross Perot. Yeah, but, <laughs> for my time. Hey, mama. And so, um, so, so, um, booking.com. They don't always update the calendars from your other site. You can link them. You can link them. And I've done that. I've linked them. But they're a little slow on the updating thing. So the double bookings mm. I got was pretty like within an hour or whatever, within a few minutes. And so what you got to do, as soon as you get that other other booking from, from whoever, VRBO or Airbnb, you, you 
better tell yourself, hop on booking.com and block those dates out. Just oh, to be safe. You ain't got time for that. Just to be safe. And see, but the, but 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 um, Syed says he doesn't even log in there. He runs it all through that, um, what's VR it called? Easy. VR Easy. Mm-hmm. And so if there's, I'm, I'm going to look into that VR Easy big time. Because if, yeah. if it's possible that they run it all and they update all this stuff for him, that's, I mean, that's a game changer for me. Because, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, for me, for you, it's a, a lot more difficult. You got like uh, eight, 100 listings or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, I got the one. So it's not so bad. Yeah, so as soon as I get perfect. a booking, I just go in there and, and update it myself, whatever. But as I grow, I'm going to need something like VR Easy. See, I had some more sketchy guests show up today from BDC, from Booking.com. Like, Uh-oh. They were, okay, so... This lady pulls up in my driveway. First off, that's a no-go. That's the number one rule. Don't park in my damn driveway. Um, and she pulls up. She has like, it's her and four kids, right? Right. First off, my private rooms are for two people. So she pulls up and Mahogany comes. She Because t- I'm, I, I can see them on my, on my, you know, I put cameras all around my house now. Yeah, yeah. And so she, I guess she's like smoking a cigarette, windows all up four kids in the back oh no and my wife's like uh how can i help you she's like oh we booked through booking.com we just don't have any instructions to get in the house and my wife told her she's like uh we only have we only have rooms for two and then the, the lady starts small conversation she's like oh yeah i work for so I'm, I'm in social work my wife's like yeah me too and she's like what do you do Mahogany's like, yeah, I work for uh, Child Protective Services. Oh, The woman yeah. th- takes her cigarette and throws it out the window. <laughs> she threw it out the window? Yeah, because she has like, she's like smoking with all the windows up and these kids in the back. So I guess she can figure Mahogany. Mahogany's just looking like, what? But yeah, but they ended up canceling the booking or whatever. But that's my only thing. But the, the book dates were open. I probably would have let them stay, but they don't have – that's my thing about booking.com. They don't have the rules. They don't have – it seems like nothing's communicated to them, so I don't know. They're used to dealing with hotels, man. Yeah. But Kimyana, Kim and Ann, they yeah. swear by Booking dot com. They, they make off of it. killing off of it. So um, this, <laughs> I'm trying to find it right while we were talking. No uh, um, this this guy contacted he contacted me through oh the Art House Hearst out la 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 la. That's the room talking. Art House Hearst. That's hard to say. I never Art realized how hard it. Art House Hearst. Well, it's hard to say when you're, you know, you got a good buzz going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he he hit me up, and you know he called me the other day, and I'm and I'm trying to find it right now. So if you want to fill time, feel free. Oh, here we okay. go. Messages, messages, so, messages. I, I I can I can get it right now. Okay. This guy, this guy, this, uh, this, he's a fan of the show. Okay. You know, he said, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and read. I told yeah. him, I asked him if he wanted to be on the show. And he said, well, you know, you know, I'd love to, but, you know, I got to I gotta do a bunch of stuff first. And so he hit me up. He, he I got a, a phone call out of the blue. I was at work. I was actually real busy. Uh-huh. And I got a phone call. Hey, you know, uh, I was just seeing if um, Art House Hearst is available to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's booked up tonight. I'm sorry about, you know. And he said, oh, okay, thanks, man. And he hung up, and I was like, that was weird. It must be from uh, my Craigslist listing from a long time ago. You know, mm-hmm. I used to get phone calls from it, but it's like, then I thought about it. Man, that was a long time ago. That thing's already gone. Yeah. And so um, his name is um, Cargo Krivik's World Traveling Munchkin. He, that's what he put on his thing. That's what his name is. <laughs> but and, and I looked at it, and I got a message. I was like, hey, you know, he goes, hey, I just called. 
I bought a Maserati in Florida and was heading home to Vegas with it and was trying to think who I knew in the middle of Texas. And then I remembered you guys from your show. Thought it would be neat. I had so much to tell you, but maybe another time. And this is uh, and this is his name, Kaya Krivix. Okay, whatever. Okay, I said, oh yeah, I didn't know you you were a fan of the show. You know, just mm-hmm. telling him, oh, thanks, nice to meet you, blah blah. And this, and he says and he says Cliff notes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I think he's cool with me reading all this. Whatever, he's a fan. He's, <laughs> he's like he's like so. Cliff notes. I'm a Las Vegas, Detroit, and former Chicago host. And I had this hipster guest who kept insisting I need to get into these podcasts because he felt like I really needed to get into the into meditation. And like and I'm like, what what the is <laughs> what the blank is a podcast? So weeks later, he little old lady okay, little weeks so weeks later, little old lady that's working for me and living in a rental B and B doesn't pay rent. Finds my debit card, empties the account, and bails. I get the eviction notice and have to drop what I'm doing and dash across the country to sell whatever I can and pack up my statement beds and truck and what's left over or too nice or too nice to Craigslist and truck it across the country where I had a good three-day drive to binge and listen to the entire Live, Let, Thrive catalog. And I've always <laughs> and I've always wanted to tell you guys that what happened to me. I was doing 200k a year, Airbnb being four units and a six unit complex. I built in I built in my 20s till recently when evil Ram, Ram Emanuel made Airbnb legal in the city. But shorty, but shortly before that happened. I had an Airbnb guest book my largest four-bedroom condo for just himself. Red flag, but from time to time, I guess it happens. And I still, I still don't know how this was possible. In the morning, his name changes in the Airbnb without, notif- without notifying me. Then I get a no- notification, and the, the new name cancels. So this cancellation that wasn't discussed and came as a complete surprise erased the reservation from the calendar. Then cleaning calls, followed by the time-stamped photos. Most of the furniture is broken. The dishes were stolen. There's gang signs and graffiti painted on the walls, windows, and ceiling. Drugs and empty liquor bottles throughout, and and a baby sock on the floor in the living room. Airbnb. Let me see how much more I got. Okay, <laughs> am I doing good? Am I all right? <laughs> am I cool? Or are we gonna cut it go, short? Go, go. What, what? What was the? What happened at the end? Okay, Airbnb's million dollar insurance policy is non-existent. They ghost me and won't return any of my emails or calls for almost two months till I finally got their attention by filing a lawsuit for a lousy thirty thousand dollars in damages, not inclusive of ten or so guest groups who had Airbnb cancel their reservations at a very last minute despite my urgings and exhaustive attempts to make Airbnb customer service rebook them after this wreckage occurred that Airbnb tries to just pretend didn't happen at all and won't address then 
those guests justifiably argue, angry leave me scathing reviews for the cancellation of their vacation and I lose 15000 a month uh, rental income for four months and it for, forces me to sell the whole $1 million complex. So I had been wanting to tell you about this for a while. I also thank you guys because you put a lot of great information out there and I thought about a lot of things from listening that helped me weather, the, weather that. Like other ways to keep going, VRBO, Furnish Finder, etc. And so, um, you know, I interacted with him a little bit after that story. I was like, wow, you know, I got to get him on the show. Sheesh. You know, I read his whole story, but that, I mean, that's just crazy, you know? Yeah. He I got mean, screwed over so many times from Friday, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how Airbnb is, man. I mean, till they, well, I mean, they're going to always side with the guests. Do you have to accept that? Once you accept that, you just, Airbnb at your own risk. That's seriously what it comes down to. I've, that's what I've accepted about Airbnb. Um, like a guy said in the professional host group, there's nothing. There, Airbnb isn't anything but a, a payment processing center. And they have to side with the guests because they're the one putting the money up. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so. It is what it is, Airbnb man. <laughs> I thought about you today because a, a buddy or someone at work was was talking about Airbnb. Oh yeah, yeah. I hear Airbnb's like doing a really good thing by opening up the doors to the people <laughs> of that are leaving the hurricane right now. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I was like, <laughs> and I just thought <laughs> of you right away. I was like, and I told him, you know, first of all, they ain't Airbnb's doors. <laughs> yeah, they're real. <laughs> Those are our houses. Like, we're letting people stay for free, and yeah. they're taking all the credit for it. You know, Matter Airbnb. Fact, Airbnb needs to pay for those places. That's what Airbnb needs. See to do. that that they can brag on that if they paid us, yeah. you know, and then put these people in our places. That that would be no. See, you know what? Be something hosts don't have Airbnb hosts need to use their voice, but it's too many hosts out there that are, that are pro Airbnb. Like they'll screw over a thousand hosts, but there's always that. That group of ten hosts, oh, Airbnb's the best. They said this, they said that. They won't mess us over. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like like this one guy when I was talking about. Uh, matter of fact, I wanted to talk about this. I said, um, yeah, I, the, the guy who put a bad card on file and he admitted to doing it. He was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I didn't mean that. I didn't think that would get booked. Uh, that's not even the right card. He literally wrote this in a message and I posted it in the Airbnb professional host group. And this guy's like, and I told him, hey, I didn't even respond. I was like, I'm going to let him talk to Airbnb, let them handle it. They'll give him his money back. He goes, oh, look at you. Now you're giving him a bad Airbnb experience not by not giving him his money back. I'm like, it's, the, <laughs> it's hosts like this that are the reason why Airbnb's customer service will always suck. Because people like this guy, he's... Oh, He's pro Airbnb. He'll let guests. I get guests have probably thrown parties at his house, had orgies, everything else, and he's sitting there. Well, I'm an Airbnb host, and I'm like, man, it's people like that. That's the reason why Airbnb keeps going. Like you can, the ones who'll let guests screw over them. Right, right. It's just ridiculous, but you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. And and another thing that I that recently happened, and 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 you've seen it. And you, because you're on the um, uh, Arlington uh, Airbnb rental or short-term rental alliance, you're, yeah. you're on that place, mm-hmm. that page, and you saw um, one of the ladies from the from the alliance. She put on there, oh please, um, let's help Grapevine with their paying for their lawyer to help to help um, 
fight this these 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 people in the in the whatever the government that are trying to that have put the ban on Airbnbs. If you can send money, you can send credit. You can send. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And she got like like maybe two likes and then one comment. Oh, and the comment was from the grapevine lady. Oh, thank you for helping us. Blah 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 blah. But everything else was crickets, right? And I uh, uh, see see for y'all, for y'all I, we put it out there. Hey. Hey, Live Let Thrive puts it out there. We don't give a damn. <laughs> we don't give a damn, right? We don't give a damn. We they know they know who we are. Whatever. And so, uh, <laughs> Grapevine is a very affluent uh, city here in in the DFW area, yeah. right by the airport. I mean, as uh, houses Lodge. are expensive, you can buy a shack for like three hundred thousand dollars. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stupid shack. expensive over there. And these and, well, what these rich people did. Which is very stupid. Which they they um they they book a lot of bookings through VRBO, and VRBO mm. pays you the money right away. And so I guess these these what these rich people did, depends. they spent all that money, and yeah, it depends. There's oh, I know depends. what you're talking about. They okay. spent all that money, and they said, well, we got to now they banned Airbnb, and we got to reimburse the guests, and we don't have the money, and we're gonna have to file for bankruptcy. And I kind of like how. St- Stupid is that? How is it? And then I thought, how is that my problem? And how am I sending money to pay for your legal fight in another way? And would would Grapevine have done that for freaking Arlington? I just thought of that. I just thought of it. Would these rich people in Grapevine have done that for us? And um, anyways, I just kind of like, are you these rich people are asking us to help send us? Some you should have voiced your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I would have got the popcorn and watched. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, and I looked at one of the the the. One of the ladies' website, or our Facebook page, because she's putting on there, please help us fight the fight, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking for money for us. And, and, and then I looked at her Facebook page. She's over here vacationing in Rome, in Greece, in Italy. And I'm like, okay, I see where you spent that Airbnb money already. And now, <laughs> now you're putting your hat out. Please help us pay for our lawyer. And I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I've I got a little drink in me. I'm putting it out there, you know. And, and then what you brought up a damn good point. Because what if there's like these these sites are like infiltrated with people that are trying to find out who's Airbnb and stuff and say, you know, please put your name and phone number here so we can reach out to you. And I'm like, I'm like it's a it's a thin it's a it's a tightrope we walk right. Yeah. We want to we want to help you know we want to show up at the meetings and fight the fight whatever and and help it where they don't ban Airbnb or and um but at the same time we don't want to say hey look at me you know this is where I live come come shut my Airbnb down you so know you're leading saying? the charge man you're putting the target on yourself <sighs> you know I'm I'm just saying I mean I'm all for it it's just I have a question which city do you think has more money Fort Worth or Arlington. Who has? Well, I would think Fort Worth. Just, uh, just thinking like real quick. I would think Fort Worth has more money. Am I wrong? I, I'm with you. I would think Fort Worth too. Yeah, but, yeah. So therefore, I would think Fort Worth can back Airbnb regulations. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't. No. So do you really think they're gonna do it in Arlington, Texas? I mean, I will say, Arlington has some money being thrown at it because you got Texas Live. Oh yeah, the new Ranger Stadium, yeah. the new sports complex, the new E3 gaming complex. So they, we're getting a lot. Arlington's getting some money from somewhere. I don't know, but from somewhere they're getting some money. <laughs> it may be Jerry Jones got some extra money from the stadium he's throwing at it. But, JJ, you know. But I'm, I have noticed Arlington's starting to look a lot like Frisco. So I don't know. Do they have the power or the the resources to enforce whatever they they put out there? Because that's what I tell all people. I agree. Fight it. But 
look at the city as a totality and look really look at it and be like, do these people really have the ability to enforce short-term rental regulations? Now, Grapevine's small. I can see them enforcing it over there, right? Look at those hotels over there. <laughs> yeah, Grapevine can enforce it. Like that's why they got okay, big money. Like you yeah. said, you you said you look at the economics around Grapevine, Great Wolf Lodge, the Gaylords over there too, right? The Gaylord, yeah, it's huge, <laughs> Man, massive. You, yeah, you got too much hotel money running through Grapevine. Right. So right. I could see Grapevine saying, "Oh no, we're not doing this. You can't come over here with that crap." Now here's a, here's a, real quick. You mentioned that okay. the Gaylord. It's a big, massive hotel over there. You know, owned by whatever billionaire. And um, so we have we have freaking games here in, in Arlington, right? Mm-hmm. We have we have um, uh, college football. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the college like one of the college football teams always stays at the freaking Gaylord, which is in Grapevine. Yeah, and another one stays in Dallas or however they split them up. Or one gets Fort Worth gets one Dallas. Gets, what the freak is Arlington getting? You know why don't I've I, noticed a change in that though? Is that year. starting to change? It's starting to change. Okay, it's starting to change because Airbnb. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about the teams themselves, like the football teams. They'll put them up at the Gaylord. Or they'll, they'll put one of the football teams. Oh, I'm talking about the football teams. Oh, never mind. And they'll put them that. up in Dallas. They'll put them up in a nice that. place in Dallas, a nice hotel in Dallas, and they'll put one in, at the freaking oh, Arlington Gaylord. ain't got no hotel. And, oh, that's why they're bringing Texas Live here. That's a huge hotel they're building behind it. Okay, okay. That's yeah, what I'm saying. That's but, what he's trying to do. Okay, that's why they're putting the so, squash. You know. So my thing is, even with that coming, do you think now Arlington may be building up to where they can enforce regulations now because i started looking because I, I, I work right across the street from the cowboy stadium and all that and i'm starting looking around over there i'm like arlington may be on to something building up all this stuff they may be on to something you know i think they got they're getting to a point because if you look, look at north arlington all of it's been gentrified they tore down those the ghetto the the little hood spot over there, they <laughs> tore that down. They built high-rise condos yeah, over there. Yeah, they built condos over there by the Whole Foods. And yeah, stuff there. I was yeah. like, dang, Lamar ain't, the, Lamar, ain't no, Lamar no more. <laughs> Lamar turned into Billy real quick. For real, man. <laughs> Straight up, man. I was looking like, dang. But, I mean, I think that's going to drive a lot of people in, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's something. And people that are... Like, for example, this is actually one thing I was going to talk about. So Hawaii just literally told Airbnb, like they went straight to Airbnb, and they said they're demanding the names, addresses, and social security numbers of the people that are hosting in Hawaii. And, be- and if they have not paid taxes, they're coming down on them. Wow. Yeah. So. I wonder what their taxes are over there. Uh, they, you know, they don't have as high property taxes. Hawaii? But I don't know what their hotel... Oh, is, is, hotel is it, market's crazy. Is it crazy? Hawaii. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what their hotel taxes are. Oh, but the taxes, I don't know. that Chicago one blew me out of the water. That's 24%. Oh, that's ridiculous. Holy shit. That shikis. is ridiculous. They want a fourth of your money. Yeah, that's, a, that's a crazy. A fourth. Over here, we were like, man, 7%. That's a hard hit, bro. Went up to 17 now. Here in Arlington? Yeah. 17%? 17 is that, is total. that total? Okay, see, it's that's total. total. I'm, but he just said Chicago's yes, city Chicago. tax was 24 the, So the city's taking a fourth of your money right off the bat. And the state, I don't know what the He didn't say what the state one was. And this is the problem most people don't do is you have to – I calculate all that. I calculate city tax, city tax, beyond pricing tax, 
Airbnb tax. So if you add 24%, let's just say you're using an automatic pricing tool at 1%, that's 25%. Airbnb, 28%. That percent starts to go up real quick. Yeah. So let's just say you're using Guesty, that's 30% of your profit out the window. Yeah. 30%. Beyond pricing another one, that's 1%. But 1%. still, it adds Calculated. up every yeah. single one. It yeah. does. And then you think about it, like, maybe it's maybe it's better as a long-term rental. You mean, yeah, sometimes. Well, I don't know. Sometimes. You have to calculate the, that 30%. Much is that 30%? You, you know, is that 70% more than your long-term? Right, right. So, I mean, I don't know, man. But it's other ways. Like, I like the way Syed said it. He said, hey, I'm looking at other ways to make money. I mean... I would always suggest put your place on Google. Put your place on Google. If you have Art House Hearst, put it on Google. And, of course, everybody's fear is uh, what if someone, you know, books it not through the app, and then what protections do I have? You know, that's always a fear. Just someone through Craigslist or Google or or whatever. I just had to cancel somebody on HomeAway due to a double booking. Hmm. But it's a HomeAway. I didn't really care. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I understand it. Yeah, HomeAway, they don't have the the reviews. I mean, they have the reviews process, but it's not yeah. like a real good one, you know. It ain't so, like yeah, they don't like Airbnbs. I still haven't got one review from HomeAway. From HomeAway? Yeah, I've got had a like eh, maybe fifteen, twenty. I don't know something like that. Yeah, I still haven't had one review from them. Booking dot yeah. com, I've got a couple. For I've hmm. got like two, but um, but not HomeAway. That's weird. Oh man, this lady. I was on bigger pockets today, and I was like, man, it reminded me of why I love corporate housing and short-term housing so much. So this lady bought a house, right? Well, she's buying a house. She has it under contract. And she's going to inherit tenants. She Googled the tenants, and the tenant is a repeated sex offender. Mm. And I was like, oh. And she asked for help, and I didn't really say I didn't know what to say to that. Like... One guy was like, man, uh, you might want to get a lawyer. He said, get a lawyer. Tell the whoever you're buying the house from, hey, if he stays, you get a huge discount off the price of the house. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a good idea, you know. But I was like, man, that's why I love corporate housing, man. I do not want to inherit tenants or any crap like that. Mm-mm. That was bad. <laughs> that's bad. That's terrible, man. Yeah, real Repeated bad. Repeated sex offender. Yeah, I'm like, damn. <laughs> Oh, the stuff we go through. But, man, you got to just, you know, just power through it, right? Yeah, I guess, man. The, the Cosby inheritance. Let me I'm stop. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. All right. Uh, you get Cosby into this? Let me stop. Oh, let's go there. Come on. What are you scared oh, of? Nah, See, that's, that's, that's what I brought up in the other episode, right? I, I was like... People that listen to the show, and I, I was kind of bummed out about the two-star review we got on the on the on the t- iTunes and I was like but I just bummed out for a second you know and, and then I was like you know what I was like, like they could have jumped on jumped in on an episode where we just BS and back and forth you know sipping yeah. on some rum and just talking about the, the trials and tribulations of Airbnb and or mm-hmm. of whatever uh, short term or life in general we just yeah. do that we go off you know there's no there's no um soup you know strict structure to this show yeah and I think I don't know why I mean, I guess I, you know, I listen to our show, <laughs> so I but I was like, I don't know why people like it, but then a lot of people say, man, we really dig your show. You know, mm-hmm. it's been, you know, been helping us up, helping us out a lot. And I'm like, that, that feels good. That yeah. feels good. You know, I go to the, I go to the, we go to the meetups and they're like, oh, you're Steve from the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. We like it. Blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. cool, man. And it's a, Micah, they know you cause you know, you, 
you host the meetups and stuff like that. But I'm kind of I just like to sit back in the corner and just you know kind of <laughs> chill at the meetups. And you're all you're you're like shaking, you're like big handing everybody, and you're all moving spots, and you're like, and I just like to like hang out. Maybe I talk to one or two people, and I'm good, you know. But you're all over the map. You're your high energy. You're Micah. Did you see how drunk that dude was? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Man, my guy got pretty drunk, man. I was like, yo, he was I didn't know how the dude was gonna make it <laughs> Which one was that? There's a guy at the end of the table. He, he's pretty big in real estate. He he like sold a bunch of he pretty much had a bunch of condos out in California. Oh, that guy, he was kinda he was getting he was all getting crazy. He was over lit, there. man. He was lit. <laughs> but that was my second time hanging out with him. He gets lit every time I hang out with him. And he's like he always offers me stuff. He's like, Hey man, I gotta get with you and your wife so you guys can teach me. Like, all right, man. If you buy the drink, sure. <laughs> but nah, um, but nah. He 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 sold like he was one of those guys. Um, because I told you I had a coworker who sold a few houses in California and moved to Texas. He was one of those. Okay. Um, so he he pretty much had a few houses, like a condo out in California. He sold them for a few mil, and he just moved here. And he just, of course, a co- condo that's worth a mil out in Cali, you can get a house that's. 300,000 yeah a mansion down here for 300k you know so yeah man it was crazy dude so it was pretty funny man that that was a good meetup though a lot of good people um a lot of people that are trying to do what we're doing a lot of people that are already doing it one thing i do tell listeners man create a meetup you'll be surprised at who you'll meet in your own backyard i'm telling you and you know what's cool about this uh one thing that really that really touches me it's like um not that sex offender dude but what really <laughs> i get stupid sometimes you know this um what, what really 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 um touches my heart and it's um it's th- it's that like okay the media the freaking politicians and all this stuff talking about you know we need to help we need to help the the minorities we need to help the women get ahead and and then the me too's and they got all this stuff you know trying to help us and whatever or help you know minorities women and they're saying all this stuff and they and, and i'm like you know and, you know whatever you think about all that i see i we go to our meetups mm-hmm. and the people that hit us up a lot of it's from minorities and a lot of it is from women Mm-hmm. Women and minorities, women minorities, and I'm like, wow, that's freaking cool, you know. A lot of people, oh, please help me, Mr. Government, you know. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that exists, I know whatever, but I'm like, there's people out there that the media doesn't show. They, they put our faces on, you know, they put our, our, you know, the, the, the faces on this on the TV. All you see is like, like I've gone over this before. All you see is criminals. All you see is this and that. Are you please help me, government? This. But but there's real hustlers in our community that they don't freaking show on TV, man. We're out there, us minorities, we're out there hustling, we're out there trying to achieve, we're out there accomplishing stuff, man. And the, the people at our meetups is like a real mixed a real mixed bag, you know? Yeah. And I think that and that really touches them. Man, we're actually we're helping that movement that they don't show on TV. They don't show on the whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, that was a that, huge meetup. That's man. really cool. That was the biggest meetup I think we ever had. Like, we blocked off a whole section of a Boston's pizza. It was pretty crazy. I was like, dang, this many people really came. But it's crazy. Me and Josh were just talking about this. Um, I said, man, people really, and this is human nature, people don't follow you. If you're talking about building a house, nobody's going to pitch in a brick and help you build it. 
But if they see you with a hammer, brick, everything else, and you start building that house, and you get it halfway built, they're gonna start staring. They're gonna put their hands in the. They're gonna. They might take their hands out their pockets and be like, "Hold on, he's onto something." But when you build the house and it's completed, you got your systems in place, your business is running. They're gonna start following you. They're like, "Okay, this dude knows what he's doing." That's just human nature. So when people start listening to us, they, we're doing all this. That's why they do it. It's the um, my man Tariq Nasheed calls it the 300 movement. He goes, all you need is a small group of 300 and it'll make a difference. He goes, don't sit there and be trying to preach to the choir and preach to everyone. Just do what you're going to do. People will naturally fall in line. Straight That's up. deep. It is, man. People will naturally fall in line. I, I noticed that. Like When I was talking about getting in, no, when I was talking about doing Airbnb, people would listen to me like, oh, yeah, okay. Then when I started doing it, now they're knocking at my door. They're like, hey. You know what I mean? So it's like people have to see. People only follow what they can truly see or touch or feel. That's really what it is, man. That's what they follow. That's real talk. Straight up. (laughs) Or if you have a good mouthpiece, they'll just follow anything. (laughs) There's a million gurus out there, right, that ain't done Mm -hmm. shit kebabs and yep. so um yeah man that's that, that's it i don't know we just rambled on on the show we talked about stuff and um yeah but, but no man but what i wanted to say like if you like the people that don't do the airbnb or don't just to create a hustle and once people see that hustle works they'll follow you and they're gonna build that's gonna build a network of people wealth all types of stuff for you. That's going to build a bunch of stuff around you. I'm telling you. Like this journey, like the last seven months that I've been off work, I was able to build a huge network of people. Huge. It's been truly awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is cool. And um, to bring it all the way back full circle, we, we brought up HGTV in, in the beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> reality TV, you know. It ain't so real, but everybody knows that. But then they kind of think, you know, they just want to fall into it and believe it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, oh, our baby's asleep. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. And it's funny. It's three days shooting, right? Mm-hmm. I, was just real, I just want to let people know. Three days shooting, 7 a.m. to like 6 p.m. for three days straight. And at the end of it all, you get about, 15 what? minutes? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Not even well, 15 minutes. The show is actually 15 minutes without commercials, right? Or 15, 20 minutes without commercials. Ooh. So probably about five to ten minutes of us actually talking out of three days of shootings. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but mean. it was fun. And it was cool showing people that. So if y'all get to check out the episode, Island Life, uh, episode or uh, season 13, right? Episode one. Okay, here goes my wife. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, Snoopita. <laughs> okay, it's... Uh, I think it's season uh, 13. And if you have a sling, it's the episode one. But I don't know if you have another uh, cable um, provider. provider. It's different. And it's no sponsor. I say the name of the company that we have the cable. So no sponsor. <laughs> no sponsor. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can check it out. Or also, if you want, um, we'll put it on the Live Let Thrive link. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I Matter of fact, say we'll that. put it on the website. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I recorded with my phone, so I would uh, pass to the guys, and they would put it in the Live Let Try website, so you can check it out. And I just want to remind people that the camera adds 50 pounds, all right? And just <laughs> letting people know that right now. Yes. <laughs> and also, I just had a baby, so that's why. There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, check us out on HGTV. It's a trip. It's funny. You'll, you'll laugh, you know, because I'm a funny guy. So, there you go. <laughs> Definitely check it out, man. We are uh, living, letting, thriving, and taking off. We got HGTV specials up in here, man. Yeah. Yeah, and hit us up, you know. This, you know, this episode is what it is. You know, we just out there <laughs> venting and, and and saying how our lives are going. That's cool. We get one of those episodes every every one or two episodes. <laughs> 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 but but you have any questions, hit us up. We we'd love to hear from you. You know, um livethatthrive.com, livethatthrive@gmail.com. I always put my personal phone number and um information on the um on the show notes. So check out the show notes. And um, hit us up, hit me up, hit Micah up. You know, yeah. just, you know, Micah charges money, but that's cool. Micah <laughs> <laughs> charges money. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, he'll, he'll answer a few, you know, freebies. He'll, he'll answer a few freebies. Yeah, yeah, depends on the situation. I answer a few freebies. <laughs> or his VR will. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we love doing the show. We love the, y'all's fan feedback. It's like keeping us going. Anything to add, Micah? Definitely, man. Just, uh... Thanks for all the feedback, for one. I didn't know who gave us a two-star review. I didn't even know about that until Steve just told me. No, <laughs> but no, man, you know, it is, you know, uh, different, what is it, different strokes for different folks, you know. You so, go. hey, it is what it is. But uh, definitely thanks for everybody for listening. Keep living, keep letting, keep thriving, and uh, go get you an arbitrage. Get you an Airbnb. Go talk to a landlord. Go get your hustle on. Yeah, rent the bedroom out of your house. Just start. Rent your hoopty on Turo if you want to, you know. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and um, good night. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.